For many people, it's been a very, very challenging week. Many of us have been following the news very closely as we saw what happened in uh, Maui and in Hawaii in general, and in particular certain sections of Maui that have been completely devastated. We can't even uh, begin to relate to those who are in such a horrific situation. And uh, we wanted to get, once this happened uh, and we saw what happened in Hawaii, we knew uh, that our... um, uh, that our leaders in the Jewish community there, uh, specifically from Chabad, uh, would be jumping uh, into the action and would be uh, responding to help as many people as possible in whatever practical way they can as this rebuilding just starts. And it's going to be a very, very long rebuild for obvious reasons. Again, many of us have been following the news closely. Now, our Elul Chesed campaign, a memory of Yanki Meyer, officially would kick off later this week when Chodesh Elul uh, begins. Uh, Rosh Chodesh, of course, is tomorrow night, but we decided we're going to start our Elul Chesed campaign at nachomsegel.com slash chesed, nachomsegel.com slash chesed, uh, with a conversation with Rabbi Krasniansky in Maui and encourage people. Certainly the link's going to be there, folks, for the next month at nachomsegel.com slash chesed. So we're encouraging everybody to give something to help the rabbi and his family help others who are in such a difficult situation. Rabbi Mendy Krasniansky of um, Chabad in Maui, uh, for, for whom, by the way, it's 1 a.m., everybody. He stayed up very late to speak with us. A pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Shalom Aleichem, Rabbi Nachum. Thank you for having me on. How close are you to the most devastated area? So there were multiple forest fires that broke out um, every year in general in the summer. It's a dry season. There's a lot of brush. The fires break out in Maui. But specifically this year, as I'm sure everyone uh, you know, following the news saw, with the hurricane uh, a couple hundred miles off island, the winds you know, exacerbated everything and caused the tragedy. But the um, there were some fires that were near the Chabad, Bar Hashem. They stopped a couple miles, uh, or two, about two or so miles away from the Chabad area. But the Lahaina fires, the uh, most devastating of which, where all the tragedy really took place, most of the tragedy took place, is about a half-hour drive from the Chabad house. Wow. And people from this audience have told me that they've stayed in that area. I mean, it's, you know, anybody who frequents or even not necessarily frequents, anybody who's visited Hawaii, there's a good chance they've been to that side of the island. Basically, anyone who's visited Maui and has, uh, you know, left their hotel, which is not everyone, <laughs> but uh, whoever has come to Maui has probably been to the Lahaina area. Yes, there was uh, many of the hotels were, were right near there and it was a famous historic district and a tourist destination and really one of the more bustling uh, places on Maui. Truly a tragedy and a loss. Were other islands affected um, and and were any other areas of Maui even close to affected to the degree that that western side was? So there were some smaller fires on the big island of Hawaii. Hawaii the island is called Hawaii, and the state's called Hawaii. Right. So locally, it's known as the Big Island, but um, not not to any which sort of degree of Maui. In Maui itself, there were other fires, like I mentioned, and there were some homes and some lives lost. 
But um, again, 95, well, I don't want to quantify, but um, most of the uh, tragedy happened in the Lahaina area. And just for some, you know, historical perspective here before we tell people how to practically help, because I would assume that you and your family are completely in the throes of this, trying to help people from our community and from outside our community to survive uh, during these uh, very sensitive days and weeks. Um, just from some historical perspective, I, I'm assuming it was your family, your parents specifically, who were the first Chabad Shluchim in the state of Hawaii. Would that be accurate? So, yes, the Rebbe sent my parents to Honolulu, Hawaii in 1987. Um, I was born in Hawaii. Uh, actually, local, anecdotally, local born or called Kamaina. So I claim to be the first Kamaina rabbi in the uh, <laughs> history of Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a distinction, to say the least. And and they were and are in Honolulu. In other words, are they on a different island than you're on? Yes, yes. My parents are on the island of Oahu, Honolulu, as you mentioned. And five and a half years ago, my wife and I moved to Maui. And are you officially the second Chabad house in Hawaii, or are there others? No, there are Chabad on each of the major islands, the big island of Oahu, the Big Island of Hawaii, uh, the island of Kauai has Chabad, and ourselves on Maui. Unbelievable. I just had a curiosity. The Big Island has a Chabad for how long? How many years is that? Do you know? Um, there was a Chabad prior to the Shluchim that are here now. I think the first Chabad to the Big Island moved out in 2008. They were there for about seven years or so, and then they um, moved on, and since another... Uh, dedicated, hardworking uh, young couple moved down. They've been there for the past seven years. Unbelievable. And, and it's very different, I would assume, than when your parents first got there because now between the increase in Jewish residents in the state of Hawaii and the obvious increase of regular Jewish, Jewish tourism to the state of Hawaii, it must be a completely different. It, it must not be nearly as lonely as it was for your parents years ago. Um, you make a very good point, you know, it's good. You didn't sometime we like to fetch about how, uh, you know, whatever, whatever difficulties we may face or hardships, but, uh, it's incomparable, you know, not only to those points you made, but also just the world. And, you know, we right. moved to Maui in 2018. So comparing the world in 2018 to, you know, 1987, yeah. it's a whole other world. The yeah. distance in the world is a lot smaller place today. Yeah, I'm sure your parents are big advocates of the WhatsApp groups. They could, they could actually, you know, stay up to date with people in their lives as opposed to the way they had to do it back in the 1980s, right? Mendy Krasniansky is with us. Uh, uh, we're talking about Maui, and we'll get to the serious part of this conversation in a moment. I did. It, it's funny. I, I don't even know if you know this, but the, <laughs> your family has always been a topic of conversation on this program <laughs> over many, many years because uh, your uncle is Avram Freed, and very often when he would visit us in the studio and we would get into the conversation of his uh, sister and brother-in-law, you know, being in Hawaii, I would always joke that, you know, at, at some point the Rebbe and then others, you know, after the Rebbe, you know, made decisions about who's going to go to Siberia and who's going to go to Honolulu and how does one get how does one get the gig you know in Antarctica and how does one get the gig on Maui for instance so it's always been a running joke and as 
much as I'm sure uh, we appreciate the the loneliness uh, that your parents encountered and everything you described earlier, which again is is quite a sacrifice. Uh, still, no doubt they they are in one of the most remarkable regions of planet Earth. If you have an appreciation for Maaseh Hashem, if you have an, a, an appreciation for what God has created, then where you are uh, just magnifies that tremendously. Baruch Hashem, Hawaii is a unique, beautiful, special place. And we tell people all the time, you know, our invite is to make the Ruchnius, uh, the spirituality, you know, physically as apparently beautiful as the Gashmius, as the, you know, the beautiful world, as you mentioned, we wake up every morning and it's truly, uh, for those who have been here, it, and uh, for those who haven't, everyone, you know, it's it's a uniquely beautiful place in Hashem's um, beautiful world. Yeah, that Pacific Ocean is something. All right, right, Mendy Krasniansky, uh, all because of timing, everybody, all because of timing. We, ha- I mean, we would have done this anyway, obviously, but when we have an official campaign, it makes it even more serious, and our Elul Chesed campaign was scheduled to start later this week. We try to take uh, at least one cause every single day, especially causes that people may not be familiar with or that really need to be brought to our listeners attention and highlighted and then of course it joins our list at uh, nachomsegel.com slash chesed even though Rosh Chodesh is not until tomorrow night Nonetheless, we are beginning our Elul Chesed campaign with the people of Maui on our minds. I'm asking everybody uh, to give what you can and help the Krasniansky family, literally help people who have nothing. You know, you a moment ago, uh, Rabbi Krasniansky, at the beginning of this conversation, described what it looks like and what the area has suffered just physically. But what about the families? I mean, you're probably seeing people now on a regular basis over the last few days who are literally down to nothing. They, they, everything that they've owned is completely gone so um yes baruch hashem everyone that we know in the jewish community is alive um most escaped unscathed uh we do have a few community members unfortunately that uh got hurt and had to be transported to um different islands to treat their wounds because the maui hospital is not equipped to deal with such things but um we you know we know uh more than a handful of Yidin Jewish business owners and homeowners that had to run with just literally the shirts on their back with, uh, you know, you saw Baruch Hashem, they're alive and they're safe, but uh, their homes are gone, their businesses are gone, and they literally have to start their lives again. From- knowing, knowing people like you, I would say you have two great concerns right now in the immediate aftermath of all this. One, of course, is taking care of the people you just described, people from our community, who have nothing and, and literally need, you know, clothing and money and food and, and, and possibly places to live or to rebuild certain things that may have, uh, uh, that may have uh, been destroyed, uh, including some of their businesses. So that's obviously a very big concern. And then, of course, knowing people like yourself, there is a tremendous opportunity here for Kiddush Hashem. I would assume that there are people all over the island that know about the generosity of you and your family and your Chabad house, and they're turning to you for basic necessities, I would assume, just for some food and water, even if it's only for a day. Um, I, I'd have to assume that people have been turning to you for that as well. So, yes, Baruch Hashem, in the immediate aftermath of, you know, the fires, first of all, as it was happening, we were, um, my family and I was actually visiting family off-island, and I have returned as soon as able to come back to be here on the island and assist. But in the immediate aftermath, uh, first of all, is getting calls from all over the world, um, you know, there was no cell phone service, and people were just trying to get in touch with their loved ones, whether they're visiting or they lived here. 
um, you know, and finding shelter and arranging places for people to stay. Some people stay in Chabad, you know, in the community, the Jewish community and the community at large really came together and everyone providing places for people to stay. As you mentioned, uh, you know, people have been sending clothes and items that people need and we've been, you know, distributing that and, um, you know, just basic life necessities. Like I said, these people got out with nothing. Um, and yeah, really island wide and not only the Yiddish community, the whole community has really been dealing with that in the immediate aftermath. And now it's turning towards the more long term, you know, finding housing solutions, et cetera, and helping yeah. people. Sounds like people need uh, food and water in the immediate aftermath. And uh, you also have to be concerned with clothing, with helping people with money. Uh, if, in fact, their businesses have taken a terrible turn. I mean, there's some people in certain industries, obviously the tourism industry and others, other retail industries that, uh, you know, we, we pray for their recovery. I mean, it, this is going to be a very long road for many of those folks. And uh, I'm assuming that um, that they're going to need funds, simply funds, to, to just make it over the next few weeks and months. Uh, Rabbi Krasniansky and his family in the Chabad house down in Maui have set up a special page, which we're going to put as a link number one on the NahumSiegel.com slash chesed um, a page, uh, which is, of course, the brand new Elul 5783 chesed campaign. It's JewishMaui.com slash relief. Again, that's Jewish. Maui.com slash relief. JewishMaui.com is the general website, and they've created a page where you specifically can give to this relief fund and be involved in this actual tzedakah and actual kiddush Hashem uh, that is going on at the same time as they help people within our community and, of course, help anybody who comes to them for help from anywhere. Um, a, a unique opportunity to be mekadesh uh, shemayim by helping those um uh, who are in great need at this time and in such a desperate situation. JewishMaui.com slash relief. And I'm going to ask our listeners to give something. Everybody try to give at least something uh, to help the Krasnyatsky family during this time and spread the word so that others will give as well. A lot of people are very generous at a time like this for obvious reasons. We thank God that our families and homes are safe. And one of the ways that we can uh, uh, acknowledge all of that is by supporting those who are in such a desperate situation right now. JewishMaui.com slash relief. JewishMaui.com slash relief. I, I know, Rabbi Krasniansky, that the prognosticators are talking about, you know, years and decades for the area to be rebuilt. I, and I'm assuming that right now you and others there are focused on today and tomorrow. You're likely not focused on the next few years. But I, I would imagine that it's simply an overwhelming experience and that for a lot of people, as they do think about the future, must be in a very, uh, very, very frustrated state. Um, well, first of all, Rav Nachman, I want to say thank you so much to you uh, for featuring us and uh, this important cause and to your listeners who I'm sure will uh, assist with the uh, chesed. Uh, so thank you very much Certainly. for that. Um, you know, as you uh, acutely pointed out, it's uh, going to be a long, long road ahead. Uh, you know, and obviously it is very daunting, but, you know, we're still in the in the midst of it's still week one, still ground zero. So there's definitely some of that sense, but, I, you know, people are still just in complete shock. The adrenaline's just starting to to maybe if even just, uh, you know, fade a bit. But 
um, just sorting through, you know, finding a place to say where to be, what to do. You know, now as the some parts of the neighborhood open up a little, some are able to go back, see if they could retrieve anything. Um, also, there's many Yiddish tourists that were visiting that just had to leave. You know, we're getting requests if we could um, pick up their tefillin, their clothes, and send them back, etc. Wow. You know, it was still very much in, in the early, early phases. Wow. But as you mentioned, it is um, it is a long road, and, you know, people, it is a pretty right. daunting proposition for most. But, you know, as we enter Chaydish El, which is Chaydish Rachman, we down to the Ebershot to give us Kayach for, you know, and that's what we're, aside for the physical needs of the community, we also try to be there for support and for the spiritual needs of the community and uh, just give Chizuk. As you mentioned, it's, uh, it's uh, horrific and mind-boggling. The, you know, actually, if I may, uh, every year we have a, a tiki torch Monero, an island theme Monero, and we take it around. And on Front Street, which is the main drag of Lahaina, we have light it and we have, you know, dancing on the street and hundreds of people would be walking by and, and it's incredibly beautiful. But, you know, that unfortunately, that neighbor, that, that place no longer exists for all intents and purposes. You've all seen the pictures that literally uh, it's not it's ash now. So it, the, it's just beginning to, to settle or not even beginning to settle in at the long, the long road ahead. I could only imagine. And I never even considered the tourists from our community, for instance, you mentioned it, Tefillin, the tourists from our community, like other tourists, I assume, literally just had to run to the airport, no matter where they were at that time. And no matter what was going on, just try to get on a plane and get out. Right. So some, you know, had to shelter down for a couple of days and then they were able to get out, but others were away, you know, uh, touring, um, whatever, just not near their hotels, and then it got shut down. So they just had to run with what they could. So, yes, that, that's also, you know, part of what we've been dealing with in the immediate aftermath. How frightening. How frightening. Uh, JewishMaui.com slash relief. Help Rabbi Krasiansky and his family help others. I really do hope our listeners respond to this one. It's a kickoff of our Elul Chesed campaign. And there can't be uh, anything better at the moment to consider after you've seen uh, the pictures, the videos, all the scenes from around uh, Maui of what people have gone through and what their homes and cars and, uh, and, and and what all that looks like now. And, of course, more importantly, the lives that have been lost. And thank God for the lives that were saved. Um, Rabbi Krasiansky, I, I don't know. I, I don't mean I don't mean to get too philosophical, but <laughs> but I, I know very few people who are in your position where you get to be uh, in the fiftieth state on a regular basis. It, it is a place that seemed you know earlier. I said you know how how beautiful it is, Masach Hashem. You can't deny it. The Pacific Ocean and all the scenes that you get to see, which are so remarkable around uh, the islands of the state of Hawaii, uh, and they are so remarkable. But I. Um, I, 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 I just can't uh, – one of the things that came across my mind, that this is such an attractive place to people. Uh, if, it's, if it wouldn't be so far, so many more tourists would go. It wouldn't be so far, so many more people would choose it as a place to leave, even though the cost of living is pretty expensive for obvious reasons. It's in the middle of the ocean uh, over there uh, in Hawaii. And, and it always seems like such a pleasant and happy place. I guess, again, for that reason, because people are normally vacationing and enjoying the, you know, the beautiful outdoors. And then this happens and really you know, has the potential to turn the entire attitude and the entire mood of the state you know, in a completely 
different direction. Um, has, has that been something that you've considered, that you're in one of the places of the world that, generally speaking, is considered you know, so beautiful, happy, and upbeat, and now everyone there is going through this? Um, so I will say like this, that uh, Hawaii, now in particular, is a beautiful place. And as you mentioned, um, vacationers from world over uh, specifically come here. You know, people, it's been their dream for a lifetime to go to Hawaii. But in our experience uh, living here in Anschluss here, it, you know, people come, they think I'll get to Hawaii and everything will be okay. You know, the one thing Spirit Airlines doesn't charge you for is your baggage that you come with yourself. So it's still very much real life. Um, there's a beautiful backdrop to real life, but it is real life. But yes, as you mentioned, you know, I, I, I don't, Baruch Hashem, I don't have context for this, so I don't know. The tragedy is tragic. What happened regardless is tragic. Um, but to see the uh, 180 degree shift on the island that has... Um, that's taken place is, is, is heavy. It's hard to see, you know, obviously the, the, even the, the parts that are not as effective or haven't been affected to the extent by the fires, people are still walking around in a daze. you know, uh, the, the whole Island is, it's a small Island. It's a rock in the middle of the Pacific yeah. and everyone is definitely going through it together. So, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely a very heavy atmosphere. Um, but, you know, we take some some stock in, in 1957 when there's a terrorist attack in Kfar Chabad and the community wrote to the Rebbe for advice and guidance, actually my wife's great-grandfather, and the Rebbe responded three words, that rebuilding will be your Nechama. You know, that's the, uh, it's definitely going to be a different modality than uh, the past, but, yeah. As usual, and now at this age I can appreciate it more, as usual, the Reb is spot on. Um, it, it might be a short statement, but it's exactly right. There, there is tremendous comfort in uh, building and rebuilding, and I'm assuming that, that hopefully the people down there will find comfort as this process goes on. It's just the, the immediate you know, days and weeks afterwards are, gonna be, are going to be a, a time that they'll need guidance and, uh, and love and support from people like yourself and your family. The immediate aftermath is very, very difficult. Uh, but as you said, down the road, there will be an Achama, uh, please God. You know, you could be in, in Antarctica, Rabbi Krasniansky. You could be in Siberia. You could be, you know, you could be somewhere in, uh, in Greece where the weather's not as good as where you are. But for some reason, uh, you've been placed in one of the most beautiful and amazing uh, places in the world, as we always remind everybody about your family. So I'm sure, I'm sure you're appreciative for that and that you'll continue the mission in the most, in the most Bakovitic way possible. Uh, yeah, you know, by great hashgacha, we find ourselves We find ourselves exactly where we're meant to be. Yeah. And now the tzavoy sasha is to, uh, you know, is this, and to deal with it. And uh, it's it's a big load, but uh, you know, Baruch Hashem, we're here and trying to uh, assist hidden all people as much as we can. So. Amazing. That's what needs to be done. So that's what we're going to do. My best to your entire family. I will continue to encourage our listeners and everybody I know to help in the immediate aftermath of this disaster so that you could do your work and get to Yuntif, uh, you know, with, uh, uh, with, with an, an enhanced amount of assistance for as many people in our community and outside our community as possible. Uh, go to jewishmaui.com slash relief. Chodesh Elul is coming up, everybody. It's a good opportunity to really reach out and to uh, and make a difference in the Krasnatsky families on the front lines, making a difference there on the island of Maui. JewishMaui.com slash relief. JewishMaui.com slash relief. Be as generous as possible. And uh, we do all of this 
uh, for our Elul Chesed campaign in memory of our dear friend, Yanki Meyer. Rabbi Krasniansky, I'll take this opportunity to wish you a Shana Tova and a and I really hope that uh, you and the community continue to get stronger and stronger and go from Chayel to Chayel. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Reb Nachum. Uh, thank you for having us on, for highlighting this cause, and thank you for your listeners and all who will get involved. Yeah, I certainly hope so. I hope everybody will be as generous as possible. Rabbi Mendy Krasniansky, middle of the night for him in Hawaii, but he's on with us live as we remind everybody that there's a lot of work to be done after this terrible tragedy uh, in the 50th state. Go to jewishmaui.com slash relief and help the Krasniansky family help others and create and continue to make a Kiddush Hashem uh, in an area of the world where I don't know if there are even any Jews there a few decades back. Uh, again, jewishmaui.com slash relief, jewishmaui.com slash relief. We're making it part of our Elul Chesed campaign, which means you'll find the link at the very top of nachomsegel.com slash chesed, nachomsegel.com slash chesed. Again, be as generous as possible.